I'd say, man, it's a combination of things, probably. Um, of course, just knowing yourself, I mean, because you're, you're always in your own head all the time, you got, you got to know how to deal with that um, the most and having a great support group alongside you. Like the Ninja community is such a huge supportive entity. You know, that's, that's, a, huge, that's a huge thing there. But the mental side, I'd say, don't think I was always wired this way. I had to learn a lot about myself as an athlete in order to get to this point. I had to do a lot of self-searching and figure out why are you wanting to push yourself this hard? Or will you be okay if this goal that you set for yourself is never achieved? Because there's people out there that have been pursuing it. Like um, one, of my, one of my role models is uh, Shingo Yamamoto out in Japan. He's been doing Sasuke, the original show, uh, all seasons. Like he's competed, I think they're going on number 36 this year, if I'm not mistaken that, that he's done it every single season so i'm trying to keep keep that streak that he's had and he's only made it to the final stage i think one time and uh and he never he's never beaten it so you gotta you gotta keep after whatever goals you set for yourself even if you know the chances of achieving them you know you might not get there you gotta kind of put that out and be okay with with the results that's american ninja warrior legend ryan stratus and i'm brian falchuk the do a day podcast Will you hear from the most inspiring people who have been through hard times, overcome them, and have turned around to help others with what they've learned? I'm your host, Brian Falchuk. I know because I've lived it myself. I've written about it in my book, Do a Day, and that's why I'm bringing you this show. Remember, today's a new day. Go out and do it. Day doers, welcome to the Do a Day podcast. This one is huge, at least for me, and I'm guessing for several million Americans out there, not that you're all listening to this show, but maybe I have someone who I got to say, I'm totally geeking out, fanboying right now. Uh, I have Ryan Stratus on the show. Do you watch American Ninja Warrior? Or if you're a parent, do your kids and do you secretly watch it while they're watching it? Um, I don't secretly watch it. I watch it with my son. Uh, it's a big part of our household, it, not just because it's awesome. Uh, yeah, maybe it takes me back to my um, American Gladiator fandom days in the 80s or 90s, whenever that was on, I guess the 80s. Um, but uh, it's just really cool. And one of the things that's so amazing about it is the attitude, is the positivity, is the way that the ninjas support each other, the way that they have this really great camaraderie, um, yet they're competitors, and Ryan Stratus has been on that scene literally since the beginning, never missing a season. There's only four ninjas out of literally thousands at this point who can say they've done that. He's one of them. And so to me, he's such an amazing person to talk to and to dig into the why and the how. Do you stick through? Do you keep pushing when, look, it's really physically demanding. When you're at that level, it's your full-time life. So it asks a lot of you personally. And, you know, there's only been two winners in the 11 seasons that have gone by so far. So the chance of success, even putting aside all the other amazing people you're competing against, the chance of success is super, super low. Two out of thousands and thousands. And he keeps at it. That's why I wanted to have Ryan on here. Yes, you know, a little bit because like it's Ryan Stratus and I think that's super cool and I'm totally a fan. But 
it's the perseverance. It's the dedication. It's the mental aspect of it through the highs, through the lows, through the injuries, through the great success and the tougher years. And we talk about all that. He is unbelievably giving of himself. And I mean, just the fact that he was on the show, we went, my family went to a ninja competition event that Ryan and some of the other superstar ninjas were at, Alyssa Beard, uh, Barclay Stockett. Um, I was really also excited to meet Najee Richardson. He got stuck in traffic driving up to the Boston area from Philly and couldn't make it. Um, But God, Ryan gave so much of himself to those kids and to at least one of those kids' dads, because I got to talk to him for a little while. Um, we uh, we might have taken a photo flexing that got onto uh, my Instagram, certainly, and uh, shockingly, it got onto his also, so I, I was really excited. Um, such an awesome guy, and just really down-to-earth and genuine. So, you know, when I asked him to do this show, and he said yes, I was, I was just totally uh, blown away, and I shouldn't be. Because I think you'll find through this conversation, like, he's just a person. He's a really thoughtful, caring person. He puts a lot of himself into this. And that journey, um, it's just a great story. And it's a great one, I think, for all of us to reflect on, no matter what your goal is, no matter what your challenge is, no matter how you're achieving it or not, keep at it. I love the message that Ryan shares. Let's dig into this episode with the amazing, bearded Ryan Stratus. Ryan Stratus, thank you for joining me today. Hi, it's good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. This is um, you, you, you got a taste of this already, but you're a household name, not just in my household and many, but certainly in mine. So you know, we got to meet you a few weeks ago. Um, you gave so much yourself to a huge group of kids, like getting down, sharing guidance with them, inspiration, answering a million questions. Several of them were exactly the same <laughs> as the last one. But dude, it's awesome. Like the uh, the dedication you have to not just the sport, but mm-hmm. the way it's fueling athleticism, drive, positivity. Um, ninjas, just, it's different. And we love that theme and you've been such a key part of it. So this is a big thing for me uh, having you on. So thank you, man. Thanks a lot. No, this is, this is a fun way to, you know, connect further with the people out there that, that are familiar with the show. And uh, I want to do what I what I can to really spread that good message that Ninja brings to everybody out there. Yeah. No, you uh, there's a genuine nature to, you know, getting to see you in person kind of brought that home. So really nice. cool. Thank um, you, sir. So, you know, for those who don't know, give us a, the high level of who is Ryan Stratus these days. And then there's a, a long and consistent and dedicated journey to get into these days that we'll dig into and in that that process you went through. So what's your uh, deal today? Yeah, sure. Uh, Ryan Stratus, 36 years old, living out in Aurora, Colorado currently, um, originally from Georgia. Uh, I served in the Army National Guard uh, through uh, college. And once I commissioned out of college, I did the uh, uh, Army life for about about six years once my contract ran out. And uh, that's when Ninja was starting to pick up. So I started coaching uh, part time, did a couple stunts here and there in Atlanta while the stunt world was uh, starting to bloom more in the Atlanta region. Yeah, it's like Hollywood uh, in the South. Exactly. They uh, call that uh, Yollywood. Oh, I haven't. <laughs> I, I worked in Atlanta for three years. I never caught that. They call it. That's their, uh, that's their fun little phrase that's for brilliant. it. But uh, yeah, currently I'm just I kind of taking a break from the coaching side of thing. I still like doing the gigs that I can get on a um, case-by-case basis like I did with uh, Action Athletics. Um, but currently preparing for another, uh, another shoulder surgery, sadly. Oh, wow. So 
Yeah, I had the surgery on this right side in 2016, and now the left side's been uh, acting up, doing the same exact thing. So taking a break from uh, coaching full-time and trying to focus on my recovery for a little bit. It's a huge physical burden. Like, so being in the Boston area, Patriots, Gronk, like this is a front and center thing for us about the beating that the body takes. Mm. Um, and ninjas, like, so maybe you're not getting hit by 300-pound dudes, but um, <laughs> right. the things that you put your body through and the the way you're extending and everything, it's got to take a toll. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'd say for the the amount of time that I've been doing it, it's just starting to show up. Things are starting to manifest more. Yeah. Um, there's a combination of you know the aggressiveness on the course, uh, the training aspect of it, and then just you know if you're not doing the proper things to uh, do the preventative maintenance on your own body, uh, then things can show up a lot quicker. So I'm finally at that point where I need to get it tuned up. Wow. Is it a yeah. rotator cuff or not, not as serious as that? Oh, thankfully not. It's more okay. just the, uh, AC joints kind of worn down. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a lot of bone spurs and just yeah. aggravated, aggravated tissue in there. Like it's, it's a pretty simple, yeah, they go in, they shave down the bone spurs and give me a little, uh, a little more breathing room in that area, so the frustration, the soreness isn't yeah. con isn't constant. It's like a rice krispie treat crackling up here all the time. So that doesn't sound great. Yeah, uh, no. And it's a very uh, upper body intensive life that you live. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. It adds from things and swinging, and uh, it adds up. So I'll be uh, I'll be in the same boat that I was in in season eight that year. I had the surgery in January but still was able to compete in May of that okay. season. So it was a tough comeback, but I was still able to do it. And I'm looking to have the surgery, hopefully by the end of the month, of uh, uh, December. So I have a few more months to yeah. recover prior to season 12. Wow. So. Well, good luck with the surgery. Yes. Thank you. Season, season 12. Um, I mean, that's to the point you have been at this longer than anyone at this point in the U S is that right? Almost. There's only a handful of us that have been on it uh, ever since the beginning. Because um, Travis yeah. Rosen's retired now fully, right? Travis is done. He he started in season two, so he was yeah, on he up was there. He was on the start, yeah. Right. You got four. You got me, uh, David Campbell, Brian Kretsch, and Lauren Ball. Yeah. Uh, those are the four that have been consistent on American Ninja Warrior. Um, if you count people like certain people like drew like he's competed more because he's been over to um he's done it like in every country yeah he's been he's been in japan he's been uh he's been real busy so drew's done it a lot um brett sims was one of the first he was over there prior to american ninja warriors version um but he missed a couple seasons in between here and there so you got some seasoned guys out there we just have that one extra year yeah. <laughs> that kind of put, puts us as that uh on that little pedestal but there's a consistency that even, yeah. even with shoulder sh and that, I mean, that's one of the things I wanted to get into with you is, uh, you've been there throughout and you're like, you're one of those rocks that every season we see you there, which is amazing and inspiring and it's gotta be tough. And there's gotta be a mental game to that decision at the end of each year. What do you do next? And it's something a lot of the ninjas have talked about, like, do I come back again? Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's gotta be hard. And, and at the same time. I feel like I'm just making this worse for you by adding pressure, but <laughs> the show gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So there's more eyeballs. This is not, you know, same before we were recording. It's not like people who do Spartan or, or something like that, that 
there's nobody watching other than the people who are actually there watching it. Mm -hmm. And so if you're there or not there, it's a smaller group of people, but you've got fans, you've got, um, people using your name as a hashtag out there. So, right. Yeah. I should be quiet. I'm making this worse. No, no, no. This is good. This is, this is all stuff, you know, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good to address. It's good to put out there in the open. Um, because it's ninja is such a mental game. If you internalize all this and try to struggle with it on your own end, uh, it just makes it much more difficult when you have to face those challenges. So it's, it's good to put these situations out there and, and address them as soon as you can, because I try to mentally prepare for the show, yeah. you know, as soon as I've fallen and my season's done for the year, I got to start putting the pieces back together and prepare for the next season. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the sooner you can start mentally pre- uh, preparing yourself, the better. So what is, I mean, what is that journey like? You know, we were talking before, like, I think it's so interesting. We have a really good season and you had an amazing season 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or 2019. I forget what year. You've, you got the 2018 banner <laughs> behind me. It's throwing me oh, out. yes. That, no, no, it's all good. Um, but yeah, it's like, as we were saying, it, it, it sort of reminds me of the Seinfeld thing. Like, Costanza goes out in a high note. Like, he has a joke. Everyone laughs and he just walks out of the room because he's like, it's only going to go down from here. So I got to leave on that high note. It's it, It's got to be tough either way. You know, if you, mm-hmm. if you don't get where you think you're going to get to in a season, then is there something to prove? And if you get really far, is the bar so high that that's added pressure or is it leaving on a high note and pumping into the next year with it? Yeah, I think this um, this this season in particular for uh, the 2019 year, the goal that I set for myself was to get beyond uh, where I was at in 2011, which was all the way on stage three in Japan and uh, the cliffhanger is what took me out that year. So this, this whole lead up to this season, I was trying to think about getting either to that point or beyond. Um, And that driving uh, factor alone, I think is what really helped me uh, push myself in training and just the mental prep to get to that point Um, back on stage three in Vegas is, has been a huge, uh, undertaking over these seasons i haven't done it for all the times that i've been there so the the first time making it to stage three in vegas was a huge accomplishment for me Uh, but with that said going into the next season i don't want to fall into the same boat that i was in from season three to season four yeah so season three i had that um great year season four i was like crap i gotta do the exact same thing and that put a lot of mental strain on myself and i choked way early in the season. I fell on the third obstacle qualifying round. I was done in like 30 seconds. Um, and that was really hard for me to bounce back. So knowing that going into this next season, um, it's like, I know I have to get back to that same point or beyond, or I have to accept the consequences of falling earlier than that. Um, and that's the struggle I'm at right now. What, so what did you do with season five then? So, cause it it could just keep adding, but you, I mean, you yeah. did break the cycle. So what are, yeah. what are some of the things that you've done to get yourself back in that place? That's a, that's a great, great question. I just, uh, I think season, one of my downfalls from season three to four was I was probably over, overconfident. Yeah. Like I knew what I did prior. I was like, oh, I did great last year. I should be able to do great this year. 
you know, without doing as much because I, I was riding such a high from season three into four. Yeah. I was like, ah, it should be fine, you know. And then that that spark, that fire kind of kind of wasn't as as bright and vibrant as it needed to be. Um, so I think that was one of the things that detracted from the mental prep. Because, mm. um, you know, if you don't think about it as hard, you're not going to train as hard. Yeah. So I got to you got to put you got to marry those two together um, in order to have the results in the training and then everything come together on game day. Um, so that's what I need to do going into season 12 is make sure that I'm not uh, pulling back on the throttle or anything. I'm not I'm not letting letting back. You got to keep hungry and stay after it. Do you. Did you feel like once did you figure that out quickly and feel like you got back on after season four or did it take you like you're still in your 20s? So that was pretty young, you know, like Mm. there's a lot of growth that still to come and maturing and all that. Like, was that a long journey to come to that realization or did it take the one season to be like, hang on, I got to wake up here? Four was uh, post season four was probably the toughest time that I had. Uh, because I, I, that was my first time falling that early. Um, and to do it after such a great year, it was definitely, uh, it hit me hard. Like I had a lot, I had a lot going on in that year, like mentally, uh, that affected like my social life and just cause I put so much into the show. It, it affected me outside of that and like everything I did. Um, and I think once I realized how much, you know, this TV show was affecting me, I had to try to separate the two. And I, I was like, I need to not let my performance, you know, define who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, and I think once I finally put that together, I was able to just focus on, you know, I'm just going to train. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to have a good time. And whatever happens, happens. And once I took the stress away, yeah. I was able to perform a lot better. And uh, I was okay with what happened no matter what. And that's I've been on that pretty good streak of. I've been, I've been made, making the Vegas, the national finals every season since season five. So yeah. I've been, uh, been able to hold it together since then. I mean, the thing that's so tough is, you know, as, as we watch it here, it's like, no matter how good or, um, or, or how much of a, an inexperienced or rookie person you are, you can go out or do amazing, like, you know, that, that one spring on the trampoline, not rebounding the way you expect it to, or that slight little wet spot. I mean, there's any number of things that can can end things really early or, you know, even an obstacle that you've never been able to conquer, you might just hit it right, you know, and the temperature is just right. And your body's just in that zone and you excel in something that mentally you're like, I don't think I can do that. I've never done it before. Mm -hmm. Um, It it is, you know, like, obviously like we make guesses about who's going to get to what point and whatnot. And it's like, you really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh it's a hard one to really, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, can't count anybody out, yes. you know, because you got that fighter's chance. You got, uh, there's so many variables there. Yeah. Um, even when you've fallen on obstacles prior, it's like, you know, don't let that get in your head. You yeah. got to go out and do it. Yeah. Um, so it's a, that the, the mental factor is such a huge, a huge part in, in Ninja. Cause it, the second you start doubting yourself is going to like exponentially make that obstacle that much harder because yeah. you give up, you give up mentally, the body's going to follow right after. So you, you can't, can't go into it, you know, second guessing yourself at all. You have to almost it's almost like a sociopathic <laughs> mindset. You have to go in there almost emotionless to a, to a yeah. degree well, and just 
it's a bit zen, right? Because in either yeah. way, like you're saying, like if you don't if you don't think about it as hard, you're not going to train as hard. So you're not going to take it as seriously. And if you start psyching yourself out, so it's mm -hmm. just kind of you have to be present and clear, right? Like right. up or down is not going to help you. Just go after, execute it. Right. Because as soon as like you have a rough time on like one obstacle, you should just like if you had a rough time on it, but you got past it, you just need to forget whatever just happened behind you and focus on what's next. Same thing. It's like, okay, well, this if, if you second guess on an obstacle or like, all right, this one's going to be easy. I got to worry about three obstacles down. You do that, then the obstacle you're on currently is probably going to take you out. That's what happened on season four. It was like a really, really easy obstacle. I didn't even think about in my in my uh, game pl game plan. Yeah. And I, and I was like, I overlooked it, and it took me out. So you got to treat each obstacle as the same kind of threat level. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very true. And and of course, like in that's one thing in Vegas where it's it's do or die. But mm -hmm. in the qualifiers, like I remember one of them. I forget which city. My son's going to be mad at me for not remembering what's what. Um, the Angry Birds <laughs> obstacle, mm, Baltimore, Baltimore. Yeah, yep. I I don't think anybody made it. Maybe one person. Like nobody. So, you know, you start feeling like, oh my god, you know, I didn't do it, and it's like, well, hang on a second. Neither did thirty other people or whatever. Right. So you, you know, it, and that's a case where just because you didn't finish, it doesn't mean you're not moving on. Mm -hmm. You know, different from Vegas. So again, like psyching yourself out, coming down on yourself, taking taking it too far in terms of yeah. letting it spoil the rest um isn't you know it's not doing you any good there because it, it has no weight it has no bearing on the future right yeah everybody kind of has that clean slate once they get to vegas so you don't want to let all the stuff that happened in the previous rounds affect your m mindset moving on did you so you this move out to colorado that's a huge shift i mean even the snow alone i've seen some pictures on your instagram <laughs> with a snowy beard Mm -hmm. um, so you're, you're, you're embracing it. Um, and then when you mentioned, you know, the, uh, the cliffhanger, the ultimate cliffhanger took you out down in season three and it takes a lot of people out things hard. Mm -hmm. There is a strong, um, rock climbing contingent within, within the ninja world. A lot of people hit in Colorado for that reason. Is that, is that a piece of it or is it totally unrelated? Have you gotten yourself out and done some rock climbing and stuff? Uh, not as much as I need to. I'd get out maybe um, maybe once a month at, at, at one point was probably the the most that I've done it. It, it needs to be more consistent for me to reap the benefits of climbing yeah. um, because still to this day, most of the people um, that have done well on those upper body stage three type obstacles have a strong climbing background. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely beneficial to the training aspect uh something i gotta pursue more for yeah. sure so i, I want to switch gears just a little bit because this is something that blows me away about american ninja warrior mm. um, and, and all the like the kids who are doing it and everything is the positivity okay and so this is something that i think it stands out from most sports that we get to watch where y'all are competitors you stand in each other's way in a lot of sense if if this person gets to the top of Mount Midoriyama first or fastest, mm -hmm. then I mm -hmm. don't get the million they do. So it is me or you in that respect, but it never feels that way. Like you see every now and then there's one person who seems angry, you know, that like that person <laughs> finishing is the reason they're not moving on. And I get that. Yeah. But generally it's this crazy supportive, positive, at least outwardly 
mm-hmm. community. And, you know, we've seen it from the the kids training side too. That's a really interesting thing to me. I'm wondering, like you've been living that. So is that, is that what you're feeling? Where do you think that comes from? Uh, I, I, I give the, probably the military a little bit of credit just because it's like when you're going through basic training or boot camp, you're all kind of bonding through like mutual suffering. Yeah. So we all have the common goal of defeating this one objective. And, uh, even though we're all from different backgrounds, different, um, you know, training disciplines, we're all trying to achieve the same thing. So when we see somebody get to that point and it's a real motivation boost, it's a real, uh, you know, achievement for all of us, essentially, because it's like a big group uh, objective. Um, I kind of kind of see see that as one of the reasons why we're all super supportive of each other and wanting all of us to do well. I mean, it's wild. Like everyone wears each other's shirts. And one of you is, I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it, you think of like going to a basketball game and every time like one team gets the ball, it's like the fans all change their shirts. It's kind of what you're thinking. <laughs> right. But it's, I mean, that's really cool. And that it just yeah. sets a tone for, for the show and a feeling about it, like putting aside the feats that people are achieving, mm-hmm. there is something to the community of it. And, you know, getting to see a bunch of the the pros and some of the, the local ninja celebrities compete when you were out at, uh, at my son's gym, mm-hmm. um, you guys were enjoying, seemed to enjoy being around each other and supporting each other and had fun with the competition, yeah. which, which is just cool to see. Yeah. I mean, even in the off season, um, from the primary show, it's like the different leagues out there, national ninja league, um, the UNX, all these kind of bigger, uh, leagues that are happening. Um, it just helps sharpen that, you know, tool set that we all, that we all need on the primary show. Uh, it, it is a lot less stressful than it is in the Hollywood side of things. So yeah. it is, it is a fun way to, you know, see each other in the off season, compete alongside each other and, um, let your hair still, down a little bit. I know, man. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't get that off the chance too often on the, on the show. It's, it's pretty, uh, pretty high stress. I'd say the most fun that we had filming would be in the, uh, back in the day when we used to do uh, team ninja, the yeah. uh, ninja, ninja versus ninja, uh, where it's like the side by side racing. Yeah. Uh, that was just fun. We were all going all out on those courses and it wasn't as stressful as like, you know, the one and done you get in Vegas. So you were team captain for that, right? Oh, the Stratisfaction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. That was uh, me, Grace, and uh, Mike Bernardo. That, that yeah. was a lot of fun. Those those two seasons that did it. I missed the, thir- uh, the third season, but uh, first two seasons were pretty fun. Mike Bernardo's an awesome guy. Yeah, he's a really good. cool, really cool guy to watch, and he's been really honest and open about the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's that's like my ninja brother right there. Yeah, yeah. The back slap. I'm wondering if yeah. maybe that's why your shoulder's hurting you. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, it, gave, cool. it gives all the energy for those back yeah. slaps. <laughs> so, Ryan, what as you as you look ahead, obviously you've got another season here. Um, do you think about what's beyond that, or is it really just a look like the next season is where I'm obviously you get your surgery, your recovery from that, focus on the <laughs> season. Do you keep it pretty tight like that? Or do you have a longer term, like I'm going to do this much and then I'm out, or I'm going to do it as like, what, how do you think about it? Cause you are asking a lot of your body and more than that, it's a whole lifestyle. As you know, like we hear about ninjas who like, you know, have a, easier part-time job because training is so demanding. So they couldn't, you know, have a day job kind of thing. Right. And I think I, I realized the, um, <clears throat> the move out here to Colorado 
uh, coaching full time was a little, little too much on my body. Yeah. I'd say at, at this point in the game, um, and it's why I'm taking a break with the shoulder and everything and kind of just relying more on the, uh, the gigs going out and doing the appearances and whatnot. Yeah. That, that isn't as stressful on my body as the, uh, day to day coaching was. Yeah. Um, so I believe after the season 12 is over, um, probably going to start looking at pursuing a normal, uh, <laughs> a, back again to the normal job, I guess I'm looking at all these different parks out here and potentially pursuing some kind of like park ranger position. Oh, cool. Um, I got to start looking to, you know, get out of this perpetual man child life that I've <laughs> kind of <laughs> set for myself. Well, your beard says, uh, man. All right. <laughs> but I am kind of, it's weird, man. I had like such a great, uh, start to my career in the military. I was yeah. working, uh, working full time for the Army National Guard, and then once my contract was up, that's when Ninja and the stunt life was more appealing to me. And I was like, all right, let me let me try this for a while, yeah. and then progressed now to where I'm at. I was like, all right, I've hit what I thought would be the peak, and be like, ah, I can coach for until I retire. And then after a year of it, I was like, man, this is really tough. Yeah. I, need to, I need to pursue some other options. So I'm kind of back at square one almost when it comes to looking for a, a, a career path. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of been mentally challenging as well. I'm going on 37, you know, I'm still trying to find, you know, my niche in life beyond what's what the TV show has provided me. Yeah. Uh, so trying to pursue some other career options, you know, the ninja gigs have been, have been great. I want to get out and do more of those when I can, Maybe do some, you know, speaking engagements, things like that. Yeah. Um, if I can make that a full time uh, part as well, that'd be that'd be amazing. But uh, I got to find some kind of like plan B as well. So, yeah, constantly adjusting. Yeah, it does feel like it's all of it is very full on. Like you can't just kick back. And I mean, it's to the point you're saying before, you know, it's like if you don't take the whole thing in and take it as as serious and dedicate yourself to it it gets the best of you same thing with training versus i mean the whole picture you can't just kick back and then wake up one day and be like wait where is everything mm -hmm. yeah it's it's definitely tough um what i, what I playfully call folks that are uh, the uh, fair weather ninjas yeah <laughs> those are the ones that are like oh the show's about to come on let me start training you know yeah. it's 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 a tough position to be in because you're starting so far behind the power curve. Yeah. Um, you have to know in advance. It's like, all right, I need to start prepping for this way, way in advance or else you're just going to be, you know, you'll be behind and it'll be a tough, it'll be an uphill battle almost the entire time. So yeah, I'm probably that way. in uh, the other aspects of my life, not so much ninjas since I put ninjas so much on the forefront, I'd say I need to start working on my, uh, other aspects of my life some more. So, yeah, that's tough. It's, um, and I mean, I, I would assume you still enjoy the ninja part. And so it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, it's hard, it's hard not to continue on that when you're passionate. If you, if you didn't like it, it's a different story. Yeah. You know? So you and people I'm, complain about a job. It's like, well, okay. Are you doing something you don't enjoy? What if you had a job you enjoyed? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, uh, ninja side of things, like I've always said, the second that I'm not enjoying the process and I'm yeah. no longer, I no longer feel like the, the fire to come back. That's the day I'll probably be like, all right guys, I'm done. You know, streaks, streaks over <laughs> hanging up my ninja shoes and uh, I'm going to call it a day. But that yeah. passion's 
passion's still there, and uh, I'm not gonna not gonna give it a give it a uh, quit quite yet. Yeah. Well, it's we feel it. So. Yes. Excellent. It, it comes through. <laughs> That's um, good. So yeah, I mean, you know, just just grabbing onto this, the eleven seasons, twelve coming up, uh, the way that you've stuck with it ups and downs you know like you said season three to season four that was eight seasons ago mm-hmm. and yet you stuck with it what do you think has been is it have you always been wired this way or is there something about it that has gotten you to see through sticking through it because a lot of us struggle with things where it's like you know we're in it and it doesn't feel like we're getting where we want to be or we have you know one of those highs to lows kind of years and people quit but you didn't yeah. So what do yeah. you think drives that? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, and probably then model good. that and you've got your career after this, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'd say, man, it's a combination of things, probably. Um, of course, just knowing yourself, I mean, because you, you're always in your own head all the time. Yeah. You got, you got to know how to deal with that um, the most and having a great support group alongside you like the ninja community is such a huge supportive entity um you know i couldn't have done it alone so those those guys and girls out there everybody from hitting me up on social media to just training partners and friends and family supporting you the entire time you know that's that's a huge that's a huge thing there as well um but the mental side i'd say don't think i was always wired this way i had to learn a lot about myself as an as an athlete Um, in order to, you know, get to this point, I had to do a lot of self searching and figure out, you know, why are you wanting to push yourself this hard? Or will you be okay if this goal that you set for yourself is never achieved? Because there's people out there that have been pursuing it. Like, um, one of my, one of my role models is, uh, Shingo, um, Shingo Yamamoto out in Japan. He's been doing Sasuke, the original show. Uh, all seasons, like he's competed. Yeah. I think they're going on number thirty-six this yeah. year, um, if I'm not mistaken. That, that he's done it every single season. So yeah. I'm trying to keep keep that streak that he's had, and he's only made it to the final stage, I think, one time, yeah. and uh, and he never he's never beaten it. So you gotta you gotta keep after whatever goals you set for yourself, even if you know the chances of achieving them might not, you know, you might not get there. You gotta kind of put that out and be okay with with the results yeah do you have other pockets of your life where that's been the case like the the military is not a a cakewalk either Mm -hmm. there's you know sticking with it and yeah you had a contract but you still stuck with it is there i know you said it's not how you were wired per se but like do you see any patterns in your life where maybe it's more inherent in you or or not or maybe the military was that maybe that set some of the stage for you to be able to do it uh, let's see. Well, let's go further back. Uh, I was a pretty wiry, wiry kid, scrawny kid in high school, yeah. um, and didn't do any sports coming out of middle school. So I had a, had a long, hard road ahead of me. And I think I wanted to get, you know, in shape. I, I didn't want to get bullied and picked on all the time. Yeah. And, uh, it was a combination of joining the wrestling team, um, because I, I wasn't big enough or quick enough to be on other sports. I had to face other people that were my body type. Um, I was like 98 pounds, so I had to go against other 98 pound yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> so that made it a little more fair. Um, so a combination of wrestling and then uh, high school was when I decided to do the 
junior ROTC program, okay. uh, the Marine Corps JROTC. So those two things really instilled a lot of discipline in me and yeah. uh, that work hard ethic and to go after, you know, very challenging goals. Um, that's probably a good a good starting point for what uh, keeps me after whatever goals I set for myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Um, Cause that's, you know, there's, there's people who just kind of, they just, they've always been that way, you know, or they're, mm. they're super resilient and they have been their entire lives and you can get into why that was, you know, how they were raised or whatever. But so they go through these tough things and it's like, yeah, you know, I dealt with it cause that's what I do and it was fine and bounce back. And I'm like, so where's, where do the people who didn't have that, take a message from and and so to hear from you that like it wasn't all it wasn't like you know you were three years old and rocking at sports and <laughs> right it all you know you see with ninja jr some of these kids are like yeah so since i was two i've been like a black belt in karate and, <laughs> yeah um anyway i think everybody's got their different paths and there's no as not really a blueprint out there um there might be some guidance along the way of like how to properly get there. But, you know, some people might might hit it at different points in their lives and that's OK. I mean, yeah. it's um, some get it, some get it early, some get it later. Some people lose it and some people get it back. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that you got to be OK with and realize there's going to be obstacles one way or the other. And yeah. um, just stay persevere, you know, stick with it. and It'll it'll come to you. That's awesome. Ryan, is there one piece of advice that you've gotten that stands out to you as like you come back to that or some guidance that led you to, uh, you know, think of something that's kind of your center when you're having those moments? Um, there's a book I need to go back and reread again. That was great. It was um, Thinking Body, Dancing Mind. Yeah. Um, if you're familiar with that one yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the books that I read leading up to season three and that really helped me as an as a person and an athlete like everything was all about that mental prep and just visualizing you know how things are going to play out yeah. um and i usually when i start having a hard time I, I think about that book and wanting to get back into those chapters and thinking about how to center myself and start visually uh preparing for pretty much all the tasks that are ahead yeah. is it's too easy to get in our own heads all the time and think about the negatives and and it becomes a trickle down effect and the dominoes start falling and it's it's hard to pull yourself out of thinking in that negative uh cycle yeah. um for some reason our brains are wanting always to to go to the negative side before the positive um so i, I feel like that that book was one of the things that really broke that for me and yeah. helped me process things a little bit better and think a little with a little more foresight. That's really cool that you just mentioned that I have not thought about that book since I was like 19. Uh, oh, wow. th there's a guy who I credit with, uh, starting the path of turning my life around. I, I've been really obese as a kid mm. and, uh, he just introduced me to a different, a different relationship with fitness and wellness and what I can do. Mm -hmm. And that's the book he gave me. He was, he worked in my high school. He gave me that book as a high school graduation gift. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And it really inspired me. And I don't think I've ever raised it or mentioned it or thought about it. And as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, so now I got to talk to him again. Um, that's awesome, man. Yeah. You know, it's a great, I'll link to it. It's an awesome book. And you're absolutely right. Like a lot of us could benefit from understanding how that all works. And, uh, right. Like our brains is trying to protect us. That's why it's going there. But yeah, it doesn't always know what's really going on. And our rational brain can do better if we give it the chance to. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's really thank you for saying that. I, you, 
not intentionally, obviously, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm t- now I feel younger, first of all. And, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to have to reread that too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I loved how it went three different ways. Like you had the athletic, you know, aspect, I think the life in general aspect, and then like a business aspect. So no matter who's out there, I think it can benefit, you know, even if they're not athletic at all, but they yeah. want to pursue something else. It's just a, it's a cool way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It transcends whatever the context is, if you allow it to. Um, right. But yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, well, now my mind's worthless because I'm all thinking about that. But um, <laughs> Ryan, it's really cool to get some time with you. And um, I I have to say, you've been very giving of yourself, obviously here, but um, you know, that, that night that we got to meet and then um, reaching out to you, I will say super nervous, send you a message <laughs> being like, hey, by the way, like I wanted to ask you in person, but A, I thought my wife would hit me if I asked. Oh, no. B, <laughs> you know. But you're great. You came right back and, uh, and you're really cool about it. And I appreciate that because you certainly didn't have to. Um, and it just, Uh, I think that was part of this perception we all got of you that like, this guy's really genuine, mm -hmm. genuinely is working hard, is believing in the people around him that he's, you know, like when you mentioned Mike Bernardo, you can see like, you mean what you're saying when you crouch down with those kids, um, and we're just taking everything that they wanted of you. And mm-hmm. given it, you know, very, really, really genuine, um, you clearly have your heart in what you're doing. And that, that means a lot for us consuming it, but I think it seems to mean a lot to you living that way too. I uh, thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. Cause it is a, uh, it's been such a life, uh, crazy life for me to yeah. go from it, uh, being some like really niche, small TV show to where it's like known across the nation. Um, we got the video to- game, man. <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 in all sorts of media now. Yeah. Oh man, so uh to be a part of it for this long um and to just see that passion in other kids yeah. and to know where I came from on like athletic, you know, side of things where I was really timid and not confident in myself at all and I could see how much this sport can help people in those different areas of their life. Um the outliers that don't like the the normal team sports this gives them a way of uh, athletically excelling, uh, socially excelling because they they build they build those bonds yeah. um, and friendships alongside each other. Um, even if they're not like the star, they don't have to be the star athlete. They can be somebody that's like, oh, yeah, I finally made the warp wall. Everybody freaks out their first time up the warp wall or something. Yeah. So it's it's such a huge thing I think for um, the kids need nowadays. You know, everybody's so on their phones or they're, they're zoned in on other things that, that might not necessarily matter as much socially. So mm-hmm. it's, they need that outlet of, uh, getting out there and, and it's, it's a, it's a great thing. And I'm, I'm glad to have been a part of it all these years. No, oh, that's awesome. We're glad that you have been as well. Sticking with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan, where can people, other than the show, where can people check out what you're up to and, and see what you got going on? Uh, I'd say definitely my, my Instagram is probably the most socially uh, followed account that I have would be uh, Ryan underscore Strat. Uh, so Instagram, they can follow me there. Uh, Facebook, I've got a social page and an athlete page. Ryan Stratus shouldn't be too hard to find. There's not too many of us out yeah. there. Um, and I like to, uh, I, it was funny your son mentioned he games a lot. I game a good deal myself and trying to build up my, my Twitch account. Um, Twitch is that live streaming video yeah. gaming uh, platform that's out there. So uh, the Stratus Status is my uh, Twitch channel. That's, awesome. yeah. <laughs> that's uh, my Twitch channel. So people can follow me, watch me and some other ninjas game 
um, from time to time. That's cool. I was guessing when I saw your chair, I was like, that looks like a gaming chair. It is. It is. <laughs> it's a legitimate chair. Um, no, that's awesome. I really appreciate you making the time for this and, uh, and giving so much of yourself and just talking about your journey. And, um, yeah, it's super cool. Um, are you ready to help me close a note? Let's do it. All right, man. Today is a new day. Go out and do it. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, that was a unique, we've certainly never had one like that before. So take the prize with that. That was awesome. Sweet. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. All right, day doers. Are you finding yourselves? inspired right now are you finding yourself oddly wanting to go to the gym like (laughs) super charged up by that not just that closing but just the whole thing and starting to picture uh i mean i I know like when i watch the show i get so into it i'm like you know i feel so uh just inspired to go out and do it no pun intended um ryan's awesome i keep coming back to this perseverance and this dedication. And I think he said it really brilliantly is it doesn't matter whether you're achieving your goal or not. It doesn't matter whether you're struggling in that process. It's your goal. It's what you've set your mind to keep at it. I think that's really beautiful. And yeah, you might change your tactics, your timelines, your approach, all that kind of stuff, but that doesn't mean you give up on it. You know, for him going into season 12, you know, we talked about this guy who's doing the Japanese version of the show that inspired the American version. He's done 36 seasons and he keeps at it. Um, you know, neither of them has gotten to the top of the, uh, well, in, in the case there, the top of the mountain, Mount Midoriyama, but they keep at it. And for me, like Ryan is one of those people at the pinnacle, whether he's won it or not, it's not relevant, at least not to me. Um, I have taken so much from the consistency, the perseverance, the dedication, the commitment, and not just what you see on TV, but like I've seen him get down, you know, crouch down with a bunch of kids and talk to them about values and mindset and perseverance and answering so many questions they were throwing at him just from his true self. And that is a really beautiful way to live. So super, super inspiring, kind, dedicated, real person. Um, and I love that he's talked about the struggles too. You know, it's not all shouting and cheering and epic beards and flying through the air of perfection. There's ups and there's downs. And some of those ups can lead to some of the downs, all depending how you process it. So really awesome, real conversation with Ryan. Do follow him on Instagram at Ryan underscore Strat. And if you're on Twitch, the Stratus status Definitely uh, follow him there. I love I love the uh, all the little stratisms, if you will. If you guys watch the show, you probably know about stratising the pose where you, he doesn't really do it anymore. But there was a period where it was like way to work your hips out and stuff. It's kind of funny. Anyway, um, awesome guy. Follow him up. Um, you know, I I personally like obviously I try to do public speaking, keynoting, things like that, and so. If you're interested in finding a speaker, I would love to speak at your event. But I will say, you know, Ryan does that too. And having heard him speak and met with the guy, had him here, maybe you have an event where you need a bit of inspiration. You need someone who has been through the highs and the lows, you know, performed at a really um, just super high level, very demanding of your body and your mind. 
well, how does that translate to what you're facing, your organization is facing? So I would say, like, if that's something that you're interested in, hit Ryan up. Um, he responds on social media. Super cool guy. Very responsive. Um, I certainly would be inspired listening to, to him in an audience. Uh, so, you know, think about it. Maybe that could be valuable for your organization. And another thing that could be valuable for you and your organization is more day doing, right? Grab a copy of Do A Day, subscribe to the show, follow me on social media, sign up for the newsletter so you can stay up to date on everything that's going on. Just go to brianfalchuk.com and you can get all of that, including the 5075-100 solution, all about building better relationships. I love that Ryan talked about relationships here. He talked about Mike Bernardo. He talked about the way that the ninjas all support each other, that camaraderie, the way that is in the military. Like our relationships matter. They're the things that carry us through our lives. And when we withdraw from them or we struggle with them, we withdraw and struggle from other things in our lives, including the goals that Ryan tells us we should keep on going after. Right, I will leave you with all of that. Remember, today is a new day. I'm not going to shout like Ryan did because it won't sound as cool for me. But go out and do it. Take care, everyone.